This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, it's Diana Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast, and I have some exciting news to share with you today. Did you know that the Catholic Church is having a revival? Yes, we are having a Eucharistic revival. The bishops came together and realized that the most important aspect of our faith, the source and summit of our faith, the Eucharist, maybe is not being paid as much attention or given as much reverence or honor, or even possibly people don't believe that Jesus is present in the Eucharist. And so we are having a Eucharistic revival that begins this Sunday, June 19th, 2022, and is going to carry on until July of 2024 with a National Eucharistic Congress. And this National Eucharistic Congress is going to take place in Indianapolis. So that's an aside. We are going to focus on the Eucharist. The purpose of this, what the church is asking us to do, is to have a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist. A living relationship. Sounds a little Protestant, doesn't it? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? I certainly do have a relationship with, the, with Jesus because I receive Jesus when I receive communion. I don't receive a symbol. I don't receive a sign. I receive him. He is fully present in the host that is consecrated by the priest at Mass. When he consecrates those small little pieces of bread, those small wafers that weigh almost nothing, that barely have any real taste, he consecrates them during Mass and they become the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which I then take into my body as food, spiritual food, but also physical food. I don't know that you could have a, a closer relationship with anyone. I really don't think you could have a closer relationship with anyone. And if each Catholic person has a deep relationship with Jesus, the church will be renewed. It only stands to reason, doesn't it? Think about this. Where does, where does this idea come from? And it's not an idea, it's the truth. It's, it's one of the most important doctrines of our Catholic faith. If you say you are Catholic, you are giving your assent to this teaching that Jesus is fully present in the host. Really, the best place to find the answers to where do we come up with this is in John chapter 6. And I'm going to just read one verse of John chapter 6, verse 51. Jesus tells the people, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. He says, the bread that I will give is my flesh 
for the life of the world. And after that, people were like, whoa, that's a lot to take in, Jesus. We're with you. We're happy that you multiplied the loaves and the fish and we all have food and we're not hungry anymore. And we're grateful that you did that, but you're going to give us your actual flesh and that, that's, that's going to be food for the life of the world? I don't know about this. And people left. And Jesus didn't say, come back, come back. Let me explain to you what I really meant. No, he did not say that. He stuck to this. It's the truth. Jesus cannot tell us anything that is untrue because Jesus is the truth. So nothing that comes from his mouth is anything but truth. So when he says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven, that's what he means. It's himself. That's why when you go to Mass or when you go into a Catholic church, you're going to notice certain things. For example, the hosts at Mass are consecrated. Now, obviously, you can sort of gauge how many people are in church and how many hosts you might need, but you're never going to come up with the exact amount. There's always going to be some in a sense, left over. And those are put into the tabernacle. We don't just put them in a drawer somewhere. We don't put them in a Tupperware container or a Ziploc bag. We put them into the ciborium where they are held, which are typically made of a precious metal because it is something that is not breakable. All right, that's an actual rule. It needs to be stored in something that is not breakable and in a place that is set apart and noticeable, hence the tabernacle. And the tabernacle then next to that is going to have a candle that is lit. It's called the sanctuary lamp. Again, calling our attention to Jesus's presence in the church. He is physically present in the church, in the hosts. So we want to have a Eucharistic revival, a revival that says, I believe that Jesus is present, number one that it does something in my life. It does something in my life. It makes me a better person. It draws me closer to God the Father. It helps me to be a better neighbor. It helps me to love people. It draws me deeper to know who God is and how he acts in my life. The only way to have those things happen, right, to have this revival happen, is that we have to go and be in Jesus's presence. Now, there are a couple of ways that we can do this, more than a couple. One is go to Mass and receive communion. Go to Mass and receive communion. And by the grace of God and the gift of Jesus, we can go to Mass and receive communion every day, every day, except on Good Friday, there's no Mass, but we can still receive communion. Can you imagine You can receive communion every single day. Isn't that amazing? That's one way. Go to Mass and receive communion. Another way is to spend time praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Now, sometimes in chapels, you can go to church and you can sit in front of the tabernacle and you know that Jesus is present because, big clue, right? What did I say earlier? Sanctuary lamp that's lit. You know Jesus is present in the tabernacle. You might not see him, but you can trust that he is there. Another way is through Eucharistic adoration. And this is when a large host is placed into what is called a monstrance. And in that that monstrance then is then placed on an altar 
and people can sit and pray before the Blessed Sacrament in that way. And so they have that visual, a beautiful visual, right in front of them. So those are three ways that you can enter more deeply into that relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you go to pray, it doesn't need to be a long list of formal prayers or memorized prayers. Oftentimes, the best thing you can do is to go, sit down, calm yourself, and look at Jesus and say to him, Jesus, here I am, and here you are. What do you want me to know today? Either look at the host, look at a crucifix, look at the tabernacle, close your eyes, put yourself in Jesus's presence. You know, think about this. If you have ever been around a newborn baby, especially if that baby is yours or someone you love deeply, you can just stare at that baby and the baby doesn't say a word to you. And you don't even have to say a word to that baby, but you are looking at the face of someone you love. Go to the chapel to sit before the tabernacle or before a monstrance. You are looking at the face of someone you love. The difference though between Jesus and the baby is Jesus is looking back at you and wants to fill you with his goodness and his light. And he is so thrilled that you are desiring to have a relationship with him, that he is going to show up and he's going to show up in a big way. And I don't know what that big way is because I'm not Jesus, but I know that it's going to happen. And it might not happen till hours later. It's a little bit like contemplative or meditation in terms of prayer, that you go and you put yourself in the Lord's presence and you say, okay, here I am. What do I need to know today? What do you want to give me today? And maybe you have some great insight at that moment, or maybe it's, you know, two days later. But when you ask Jesus to show up and you put yourself in his presence and you make yourself available to him, he's going to show up and honor your request every time. That I know to be true because he wants a relationship with you just as you want a relationship with him. We're having a Catholic Eucharistic revival, and I am excited about this. We're going to revisit the topic of the Eucharist, learn more about it, and find out what some of the great saints have said about the Eucharist. In the meantime, though, I'm going to issue you our weekly Not Lukewarm Challenge. How can you live out this Eucharistic revival? I don't know if your diocese or parish is doing something or not. If they are, participate in that. That's great. But I also want to challenge you as an individual to do something. And this is what it is. Go to Mass during the week if you can, so that you can receive Jesus more than once a week. So that's one thing you could do. The other thing you can do is go to a chapel to pray, either where there is Eucharistic adoration or where there is simply Jesus present in the tabernacle. Allow yourself to sit before Jesus. And I don't want you to do this virtually. I know that that is an option. And if that is literally your only, only option, okay. But to go sit in his presence is so much more meaningful 
to make that effort. Make that effort to go to an extra mass or two, or somehow put yourself literally in Jesus's presence once or twice this week, either in the tabernacle or in front of a monstrance in Eucharistic adoration, and listen to what he has to say to you. I hope you embrace this Eucharistic revival and that you fully embrace the truth that Jesus is present, body and blood, soul and divinity in the Eucharist that he left for us. Keep living not lukewarm. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.